I think when we finally get to heaven, it's going to be a very interesting place. First of all, probably that we made it. Secondly, that maybe there are some people there we thought would make it, but there's no sign of them anywhere. And then lo and behold, those that we thought would never make it are sitting there right beside us for all eternity. Because God makes that decision, not us. We hear in the first reading today, we say to God, it's not fair that you do this. God says, no, I'm I'm just, equal. You're the one that is not fair. You're the one that separates, distinguishes, casts aside, whatever it may be. God says, my mercy and my love is there for all. And that's where we probably might disagree with God, that He should show more mercy to us than to them. Because there's always a them, isn't there? That we deserve more because of what we've done or tried to do in the dailiness of our lives. But God says, no, my, my grace and my love is there for all to take and receive, and it's given the same. I didn't just die on the cross for a few. I died on the cross for all of humanity. And I made that sacrifice out of love for the human race. So as we get to heaven and live with God for all eternity, we realize maybe what it is that we should have done maybe here on earth. And so St. Paul today talks about doing and taking care of what we do and taking care of each other. Of not doing it in a selfish way, but doing it for the good of others, to build up others. And in doing so, we we build up ourselves to make that promise to God that I'm going to try today or at this point in my life to do the best that I can and that maybe that some things need to change in my life. Maybe I, I have a point of reference that I go to and say, you know what, this is not quite where I would like to be at this moment in time. And how do I get then to where God is desiring me to be? It's about making that promise to God and making a sacrifice to Him. Because if we make that promise to Him, then He's going to help us to fulfill it. So the question is asked by Jesus then in today's Gospel, let me just paint a scenario for you. The Father says to one son, go and work in my field. And He says no. But afterwards, he thinks about it and he goes. He knows his father is a good man. He works hard. He provides for his family. And at that moment, he was just being rebellious. But he went. The other one says, oh, yes, sir, I'll go. And then doesn't even bother going to help out in any way, shape, or form. Jesus says, which of these did the father's will? And they say, the first, those who said no, but then realized what was taking place. 
And not quite an insult, but a reminder then to his listeners, there are tax collectors and prostitutes that are making their way into the kingdom of heaven before you. You who are the self-righteous ones. You who think that everything is according to what you desire and what you need and what you want. The others, them, these, this group, and there are many in the time of our Lord, feel that there is nothing for them. So if the invitation is extended to them, they just say no because they don't know anything else. But then they think about it and they think, hang on a moment, this man, this teacher, this preacher is actually inviting me, a sinner, an outcast, a stranger, a foreigner, to something more. He's actually interested in me. And so they come. That's why they, they flocked to Jesus. And so he reminds them of that again and again and again. He says, look at, look at these people. And then we think about life today. Think about those who are told, and maybe, maybe it's been said to you, it's certainly been said to me over the years, you're not anything important. You're not anything special. You're an outcast. You're a foreigner. You're an alien. You're a this or a that or the other. We've been made to feel left out, excluded, sometimes intentionally, sometimes because of the way we act, sometimes the color of our skin, sometimes the very accent with which we speak. Where we come from, our family of origin, our background, our work, We've been made to feel that we are not that important. To God, we are immensely important because God has given us every gift and talent that he wants us to then use to build up his church, to make sure that nobody is left on the outside. So throughout his pontificate so far, Pope Francis has reminded us over and over again, the church must go out to the peripheries. In other words, outside of its comfort zone. Earlier today, he created 21 new cardinals of the church. They came from the, literally all over the world. He chose these men from these different countries and nations to show that the church is universal. That bishops and priests and lay people, cardinals and all the rest, together build up a body of Christ that is universal. And they come from the peripheries, from the edges. And that's where God is inviting us to go. And that's scary. Because that's, I'm not comfortable there, you know. I'm not, I'm not happy going out that far out. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I want to stay like close to home. In my own little bubble or my own little cocoon or whatever it may be. Because that's where I feel I belong. 
you know, to go and out to be a missionary in any way, way, shape or form, that's for other people, but it's not for me. Well, okay, let's live with that just for a moment. If I don't feel that I'm called to go out, how do I feel then that I'm called to serve where I am right now? As we use the acrostic of the name Christ during this few weeks of reflecting on what it means to be a disciple, we reach today the letter I, about investing, but investing in service. And the service is first and foremost to our parish community, to our sisters and brothers. One of the hardest things during the time of the pandemic was when all our ministries closed down. We weren't able to come to Mass. We weren't able to receive our Lord in Holy Communion. All the great work of the church in so many ways was, was put on hold. And finally, as, as time began to unfold, we realized that we could begin again. But I think what happened, there was a, a lethargicness in so many people that there was then an excuse that I didn't have to do what I did before. Now, that didn't just apply to ministry and service. That applied to people coming to Mass. I don't know about you, but do you know people in your life that have never been back to church since the pandemic? It is so sad. And I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Somewhere along the way, maybe they decided pre-COVID, it was, you know, they had to go to Mass. Then when COVID hit, they didn't have to go to Mass, and now that COVID is over, maybe I don't have to go back at all. And our parishes were kind of slowly decimated because of the lack then of involvement of parishioners. And so our ministries began to suffer. We were struggling to find people to assist the work of this local church, this parish of St. Albert's and every other parish in our diocese and throughout the church. But where do we find ourselves now? Are we still in that level of complacency that says somebody else will do it? Or am I at a point where I can actually stand up and say, I would like to be more involved in whatever it may be. And today we're thinking particularly in our parish about investing in service in liturgical ministry. There's extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion, communion to the sick and the homebound, as lectors, as musicians, as altar servers, as ministers of hospitality, as ministers of art and environment, of the soundboard, communicating what we celebrate here to those who are homebound at, at home or in hospital or nursing homes? How do I get more involved in my parish? I have to first realize that God has gifted me, and that I have gifts and talents to share. And I can assure you that I, Father Charlie, Father Rito, and any priest in any parish will gladly receive whatever 
offering you have to be involved in ministry, to be invested in service of this community. I remember the first time that we were able to welcome people back to Mass and to celebrate Holy Communion, to share with people communion of both kinds, the sacred host and the precious chalice, to see the, the tears just rolling down people's faces because we'd been deprived of what is most dear to us, we weren't able to share in what makes our lives complete. You would only see it on the screen. And then finally we were able to participate again, to share in what God has given us and to allow our gifts and talents to be used in His service for our sisters and brothers. This parish has a great need as does every parish. But are the people there? Are you able to think about what God might be calling you to and how you can invest in service here in St. Albert's, the great parish? Maybe it's a ministry you did before. Maybe it's something new that you've heard about. Maybe you have skills or talents or abilities that we don't know about, but we won't know until you bring them to us. Whether it's working with our children, whether it's being a catechist, whether it's being a faith formator, getting involved in marriage preparation or RCIA or whatever it may be, these are the, the lifeblood of every parish. But it only makes sense when we bring all that ministry and all that investing in service to this table. The story is told of an old, old parish priest who'd been in his parish for many, many years. And he was standing outside one Sunday and he, he was watching his congregation all, you know, flock into church. And he, he knew them all. He'd been there for so long. He knew their history. He knew their family. He'd baptized them and confirmed them and married them and buried them. He knew their struggles. And he said, is this the only place where everybody comes, no matter who they are or what they are, to to receive the same thing? Because maybe tonight, I don't know, maybe somebody had news today that devastated them. Maybe somebody heard news of great joy. Maybe something's happening that's really a blessing in your life. Maybe something else is a real struggle in your life. We're all dealing with different things. But you bring your whatever it may be You can always bring it to the table of the Lord because this is where it makes sense. This is where it gets changed and transformed. In a few moments, I will raise bread and wine and I invite you to think about what it is. Put it into that chalice. Put it onto that pattern. 
and it will become the body and blood of Christ. It will be changed for you and for me, and we will be fed and nourished and sustained by God. So maybe then when we go out, we can think about how do I become then what I've received? Yes, and that means I've got to be broken and poured, and sometimes over and over again. But I do it because that's who we are as the children of God. And we don't leave anybody outside. So my sisters and brothers, as we think about the graces that God has given to us, I really do invite you to think and you'll have the opportunity. There are sign-up tables of all our ministries outside of church this evening and throughout this weekend. And if you don't sign up today, then think about it. Go home and pray about it. Look on the website. All the information is there. It's not our ways. (laughs) It's God's ways. He knows what He wants. He sometimes has a hard time making us hear that. But I know that his will is always done, his message is always received, so that we can go and become true disciples, investing in service to our parish, to our sisters and brothers, and always to God.